My name's Monish, and I'm your main host. Welcome to Real Talk. Um, and sort of landed. It's kind of looking at the the images from the site. I don't know what I did. I must have done a flip, full frontal flip in the air or something, um, and landed, uh, shattered my pelvis and both. Oh my, my gosh! And, so... hit, and hit my head. But I'm 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 surprised I didn't clear like clip off my head. But I um, but I hit it and then uh, landed there. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. What does it mean to you to be remarkable? Remarkable? Yeah. That's a very specific adjective. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? I don't know, I guess. Remarkable. Okay. Well, oh, shit, oh. <laughs> um, there is a difference between, for example, let's say awesome. Mm-hmm. Or great. Remarkable is something that is makes an impression on someone, maybe. There are so many boring things in the world. So many things that people do, including me and Kevin, that are boring. I just ate cereal this morning. That's boring. But what makes the things that someone does actually remarkable? Because if something's remarkable, it's literally remarkable in the sense that it compels other people to remark about it. I've always wanted to do things and make other people jealous and keep my own insecurities at bay. So I read, I asked, and naturally for this audio, we stumbled across the most remarkable, most interesting woman on the face of the planet. Party Sabeti. Get used to that name. She's been listed as one of Time's Persons of the Year. 24 hours before I interviewed her, I was nervous. She's the type of person that employers hire on the spot. If you're the organizer of a conference, you'll shout out special money, money you've been saving up to add to your dad's retirement fund for her to talk in a room for 40 minutes and then leave. But the day after our interview with Pardis, Kevin and I saw something weird. Someone anonymous made a fan page about her. And it wasn't just any fan page. For starters, <laughs> it's called the Church of Party Sabeti. And the profile picture features a photo of Jesus with a face that isn't Jesus. Uh, Kevin, please tell the listeners what the photo is. <laughs> okay. So the photo is of Jesus, except Party Sabeti's face is photoshopped over him. And he's holding a textbook, The Practice of Statistics. <laughs> I love this. I love this one. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's Drake <laughs> going like, it's Drake making a hand gesture and then a list of like hand gesture gang sign looking things. Yeah. And Drake like looks happy. And then the next slide after Drake looking happy is a zoomed in picture of Pardis' hands that make a... <laughs> It makes a symbol that's very similar to, like, all the signs. <laughs> <laughs>
This is basically the Facebook page at its core. Memes and pictures dedicated to Party Sabeti. This is my favorite one. A comparison between Jesus and Party Sabeti. Jesus, born on December 25th in the Middle East. Party Sabeti, born on December 25th in the Middle East. This is the best one. Jesus has 2.2 billion followers. Party Sabeti has 3K followers on Twitter. <laughs> it's a thriving community. There's people commenting, people posting constantly about parties, and it almost seems official. Kind of. Not really. And if you look to the right, it says religious organization. It says always open. And then on the right, it has a phone number, a price range. <laughs> and then I don't even know what, a, what what the hell is a price range. And then it has a website. This is the most ridiculous page I've ever seen. Me and Kevin stare at the fan page and I'm pretty confused. Who 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 makes who makes an online religious organization on, on, on Facebook about a computational geneticist? Yo, what we is were, this dude? We were so excited to talk to these people. We were, we acted like we were about to solve a crime that we had been Yo. working on for like 10 years. Like this, what this, if this like, is the greatest thing that we were going to discover ever was who made dude, this page. Dude, this was like a mystery. What if we like what if like we call them there's like a grown 55-year-old man who actually committed multiple crimes is <laughs> looking back at us. Or it's just you and I from the future. Dude, I was thinking about this call all day. Like, like when I messaged him on Facebook, I was 50-50 unsure slash sure whether or not they're going to respond. So when they did, I was, uh, I'm pretty sure I shit my pants. <laughs> You can only view this document to make Yo. Hey. What's Hello. going on? Uh, nothing much. Uh, I need to add someone else to the call, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. an Indian kid staring back at me. He looks roughly like me in high school, except with glasses. That's awesome. Dude, thanks for coming on the call. Yeah, well, thank you for interviewing us. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, didn't, we didn't know that, like, it was going to be, like, a big thing. Cause it just started out as a joke, and then we <laughs> we just took it further. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous, dude. It's the most ridiculous <laughs> thing so I've ever funny. seen. It's so funny though. <laughs> Hi. Yo, what's going Hello. on? I'm good. This girl <laughs> looks slightly older than the other guy. She has jet black hair, and here they are, uh, two random kids we've never met, staring back at us. Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Amanda. Yeah, yeah, I'm Amanda. I'm okay, real, real so, quick, uh, dude. How old are you guys? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, we're we're seniors in high school. Okay. And then yeah. when did you when did you start this page? Uh, so I think it's been a month ish now. Oh, um, this is like pretty. Oh, recent. it's new. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, thought, <laughs> I didn't even check the date. I thought it was like this. This. Years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. This There's is a long like, history of this. Everything has been happening so quickly. But it, yeah, it's been like a month, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. So we go to Cupertino High School in California. Mm. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I'm like, I take this AP statistics class. And, you know, 
especially in the beginning days of the class, what the teacher would do is put on uh, a video uh, called Against All Odds. And mm -hmm. Party Sabeti like, would always start the video by saying, hi, I'm Party Sabeti, and this is Against All Odds, where we make statistics count. And like, after you hear that like 20 times, you, know, <laughs> you, you kind of memorize it. So I just you have parties so, in your head, basically. Yeah, basically. Speaking to them in their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I think what I did was I was just talking with Amanda, and then she's like, look at her Wikipedia page. And I'm like, she has a Wikipedia page? And who oh boy. So, <laughs> like, yes. She's like an, an Iranian refugee, gets into MIT, and has a like gets like a perfect 5.0 GPA in MIT while playing varsity tennis and running a lab and becoming a lab assistant and then like doing something important with the human genome or something like that and then and then getting involved with Ebola and then I I keep scrolling down and it's like part of Times Person of the Year along with like 12 other scientists and like in 2015 top 100 most influential people so i'm like oh my god <laughs> i thought wow that i wasn't expecting that at Parties all is the, a most, the most interesting woman in the world yeah basically i know like i mean this is at a time when everyone's just struggling with like college applications and this is it, it, it was a light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel yeah god okay so so basically you realize that um parties is a divine figure and oh yeah she, i mean she deserves, that's when she i started deserves to believe right you know yeah, like some people like like some people go to sleep and like have god appear in their <laughs> dreams i just looked them i just looked her up <laughs> um yeah so actually so we're like we should still oh, we should start a religion or something so i took it a step further and I, I just made like a Facebook page called The Church of Party Sabeti. And then I think later, we, I was actually like uh, looking her up and I found a article from TJ High School in Virginia, uh -huh. Thomas Jefferson High School, like I think number three in the country or something. Or yeah, something like that. And Turns out, two years ago, the freshman of that class had no. a, a page devoted no. to Party Sabeti. Oh, my God. No. Yes. The plot thick. Yes. Holy shit, dude. So, yeah, other I sex. was like, There's other I was of mind the blown. Like, <laughs> Wait, we weren't the stop. only ones, Rewind. man. Okay so, so, okay, so bring it back. <laughs> so, how did you find this out? Uh, again, this was just through a Google search. This other yeah. party Sabeti group was big. It was bigger than the church. And at 300 people, Sudev decided to post in their Facebook group telling them about the existence of the church. All right. I'll, I'll, let's, I'll just read my post I put, I think. Uh, all right. This was the, September 27th. Hey guys, I'm a Sabedian just like you all, but I happen to live in Silicon Valley. As I was browsing the web, I stumbled across a TJ Today article and was astounded. Someone had done what we were doing two years ago on the other side of the country. I looked 
through your group and I saw just how close you guys were having Party Sabeti show up at your school. Uh, but eventually, uh, and your group slowly split and parties faded from your memories. But fear not, <laughs> our page, the Church of Party Sabeti is a fresh start. Although still very new, we post the dankest parties memes and we just need attention <laughs> and likes. So tell your friends there's a way to be good again, a way to start anew, to correct the mistakes from two <laughs> years ago. Uh, if we get enough recognition, we can attract the attention of Lord Sabeti. So I call you, TJ Juniors, to relight the kindling in your heart for Sabeti. Let the flames burn once more like they did when you were hopeful freshmen and begin anew. Join us, like our page, and experience the joys of Party Sabeti. This page exists because there's an inner remarkability encased within the work that Parties does. And this page is satirically poking fun at that fact. But it's also a trait that Sudev and Amanda also admire. It's something they want. So a lot of the, the podcasts we're talking about sort of like, we're talking about this idea of remarkability, but why do you guys specifically find Party Sabeti so remarkable? I think it's more like, so Cupertino High School is known for being a very like prep school kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. You know, students are pushed to take like the hardest classes and to do all these extracurriculars because, uh, you know, that's how you're going to get into college and get a good job and whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like when I was looking at like Party Sabeti, like Wikipedia page and how like she had all these things under her belt. I was like, you know, how do you do that? You know, right. Yeah, like, it's, this is the exact how do you multitask like that? Me. How do you? keep track of all these activities and still like remain functional. Yeah. 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 Like no. jokes aside, that is like, it really did astound me. That was pretty pretty. Amanda, what about you? Yeah. I just thought like, she, she was just like good at so many things. Like, Oh, she's like good at like, um, science. She's good at math. And like, she also does like this band stuff and she teaches yeah. statistics. Like, she just does so much stuff and like along with her like thing like I thought it was like really cool how like even after she got into the big accident she's still like working hard to like mm -hmm. get back to where she was. Uh, I'm Heidi Sabetti. I'm a computational geneticist. And I'm at Harvard University and the Broad Institute. I told parties a story. The setup is that we were on the couch, just me, my girlfriend, Justine, and Kevin. Uh, Justine was going through an online class, scrolling through the various videos in the course. But then I glanced over at her computer and I realized she was watching a video about Party Sabetti with Neil deGrasse Tyson narrating it, right? Meaning her online biology class had a special separate entire section dedicated to parties. So I leaned over and told Justine, oh yeah, by the way, I have her on her podcast. And then she freaked out. She freaked out. <laughs> and we basically came to the conclusion that you're probably the most interesting person in the world. You got a volleyball team, which by the way, that's yeah, just like, yeah. the, that's the, what is that? Parties, I think you're the most important person I've ever spoken to, probably. Oh, this, is the, this is the most important conversation of my entire oh. life. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious, how do you have so much time? 
Like uh, Kevin complains to me about how he has this, no, no this time. Is when, okay, so when I was doing conducting my research, just I watched your TED Talk a little bit, and I just kind of familiarized myself with your work. That was my first question was like, oh, my God, how does she have the time to do all this? Because I'm I'm a college student, and I have a, a little job or whatever, and I complain to Monish every <laughs> oh, single God. night I come back, and it's 7 p.m., and oh, God, I have no time for this and this and this. <laughs> Meanwhile, the most interesting woman in the world is doing, like, 50 million things, and she has yeah. time to record this podcast with us, too. Blows uh, my mind. Yeah. Well, there's a couple uh, simple things, which is do yeah. things you love and things mm-hmm. happen fast. And uh, yeah. I, you know, as soon as I got your email and I, I looked uh, at what you guys do, I was, this is going to be fun. So for me, it's like, yeah. as long as it's, you're doing things that give you energy, um, then it's really mm-hmm. easy. And so I, I pick and choose and I, I uh, carefully, and particularly since I had an accident, which you guys know about, I have to even be more cautious, but um, yeah. I think yeah. what you're awesome i'm honored to be part of this so that's really easy Um, and as far as other stuff too uh i always i always try to make sure that we don't have like myths about people who have endless time or they Mm -hmm. i don't sleep or any of that kind of stuff it's it's not true i mean our 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 hypothesis was that you sleep 40 seconds every night that that was our hypothesis perhaps you developed a new sleeping system where like every 90 minutes you sleep for 40 seconds we actually we came up with an equation that basically solved the uh, the problem of how do you do so much (laughs) time you're given and we we decided it was 40 seconds of sleep it's about making choices and being very I think to do it, to be really realistic about what you can and can't do. Cause we're, cause I look at the CVs of a lot of college students today and I'm always like, Oh, come on. You know, you're on 25 club. Mm-hmm. You like, you know, and this, and you've founded this music troupe and you did all this stuff. And, yeah. and the way I say to them, you know, they'll come in and they'll think that they are impressing me with all this stuff. And I'm like, pretty much what your CV and what most CVs have even, you know, adults as well look like is like, well, you're, you're, you're comfortable with mediocrity because yeah. fundamentally, can't do 25 things and do it well. Um, and yeah. this we try to create by uh, making it seem like everybody's doing everything is not doing anybody justice because it makes you uh-huh. feel like if I don't have five clubs under my belt, then I'm not a, I'm a nobody. Right, right, right. Like simple individual contributions. I, I love, I had a TA in college that taught me about tr- dream consolidation. And in essence, okay. it's a lot of stuff. If you do things you love, you get eight hours extra, like when you're sleeping, of your brain working on that problem. If you do something you hate, you're going to use sleep as an escape from it. I so, okay. Okay. That. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so okay. cool. But yeah. when I talk to them about this idea, when I look at their CV and I see like 30 different clubs, I, I say, it's okay. I don't, I don't immediately say like, how, how could you do this or anything like that? But I put mm-hmm. it in terms of evolutionary theory. Um, there's something <laughs> insane by the way, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, there's something called the Precambrian explosion. It's a period in, we just learned about that we in Planet learned, Earth. Yeah, we just took okay. a test on this. <laughs> this is going to come in handy right now. So um, I talk about the fact that there was a period in like our sort of uh, history on Earth where suddenly like a bajillion different species were formed, right? And all of this diversity was uh, tried and and ex- you know experimented with. And then after that, you have one of the greatest extinctions of all time, right? And the idea is that all of those clubs you're doing right now is this Precambrian explosion. You're trying every club, every experience to get a sense of what you like to do and what's the thing that clicks and ignites. But really, when you shake it out, only one or two of those things should, should stay. 
Otherwise, you're not doing it, right? So you won't know what you, if you don't, some people don't know what they want to do kind of innately. So they'll try a bunch of stuff out to see which one is exciting. But at the end of the day, you have to pick something and go deep in it. Otherwise, you won't make a real contribution. And faculty get the same thing where you're like asked to be on 20 different advisory boards and committees and you're not even there. You're checked out when you're doing it. So if you want to make a real meaningful contribution, you've got to pick the one or two things at a time that you can do well and do those. And then those other things can wait. If you really, if you're passionate about them, you'll have another chance in another cycle, but you can't, you can't juggle that many things at once. The important thing that strikes me here and the thing that is repeated across fields, even you know from guys that I've worked for to me, is that you need to focus on getting good and going deep in your field. Most people want the perfect internship. Most people want the perfect job, the right position, the shiny desk. But Pardis didn't become Pardis because she landed that one perfect internship she needed to land. She became Pardis because she was Pardis. And that's to say she had a commitment to getting good at what she does. And she loved the work, even when she didn't. And there's a danger because people often feel as if, like, we talk about the idea that your work should be fun. Mm -hmm. But it's important to note that it's not supposed to be fun at every second of every day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just like you just got to do your homework and you just got to eat your peas and you got to understand that it's towards something. And so the idea is the whole enterprise needs to be fun, but not every minute of every day. Sometimes you just take something in and – but or also you can you can understand the context that that thing falls into and then you can have a different appreciation for it. During the Ebola outbreak, the same one you freaked out about a couple of years ago, she led the team that sequenced the virus for the very first time, meaning she has a page in the history books with her name on it. The trick then to doing groundbreaking work that saved so many people's lives means, in her own words, refusing to do everything else. So like you have to, so, you know, in order to achieve something like, that the ability to say no is an incredibly powerful tool. And and particularly as you more have more and more opportunities, the new challenge is saying no to things that are good, like even great, right? So yeah. I, I've come to my core, I realize like the one thing I try to save time for as much as however, like however busy I get, I recognize that spending time with high school students or students is like enriches me. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. know that I just, have a feeling that I get energized after it and I feel better about life. And so you have to be really articulate. You got to like write out all the things, get an understanding of how much you can do. I do a lot of, I'll be honest with you, I'm very obsessive compulsive. I, I, for the last 10 years, I write down every single thing I agree to do and do like every single thing and every single thing I don't do. Um, I decline and I try to like understand exactly Mm -hmm. how long things take, how much I actually accomplish. Um, and that's an extreme, but in essence, you have to be very honest with yourself about what you can and can't do, and then figure out what are the things you just can't live without, what are the things you like. Understand also why you do things. Like There are mm-hmm. things early on, as I started as a faculty, where I did it because it just sounded impressive or it sounded cool. Yeah, yeah, but at the end yeah. of the day, if I was sitting in a room and I was thinking, should I do this or shouldn't I do this, it wouldn't have popped to mind. Um, yeah. It's just somebody asked me, and often somebody very important asked me, and I felt like I reacted to the, to the request. And you, yeah. every once in a while, need to kind of like shake it all out and say, if I was to start from scratch, um, what would I stop and say? I wish somebody would ask me to do this, or I wish I was doing this. Uh, yeah, that's so incredible. it's not a. What's that? I, I was just gonna say, I think that's incredible advice because it's not. Recently, I I kind of started doing something very similar where it took me a long time to get to the point where I'm like I'm planning my day out activity by activity, 
And not until I actually wrote down the things that I can and can't do yeah. <clears throat> did I feel like I could actually get in the zone and feel really good about doing all those things. For parties, saying no also meant being okay with being bad. Again, speaking to the whole point about students feeling as if they have to look like they're on 25 clubs, I love being like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm going to do that mm -hmm. really badly. Uh, let me explain yeah. to you what it's going to look like if I'm on that committee. I'm going to like check you, out. You seem like you like to bring down the hammer on students who are like <laughs> taking too many clubs. <laughs> Get out of my office. You take special out of my goddamn office. <laughs> okay, let me, let me reel that back. What I'm saying is this is what I say about my – this is not students. So this is somebody asking me to be on a committee. I like try to tell them like, I don't know anything about that. I will not be able to do that well. So this is now about myself being able to, I think it's very, it, it's very comforting when you can be like, yeah, like I, I remember I wanted to be a mathematician and I love math. And, but I remember like when the moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do, as soon as it got into three dimensions, my brain shut down and I was, became very clear to me that even though I'm, I love linear algebra, as soon as we suddenly added a third dimension, I became completely incompetent to it. But when Pardis got good at something, she got good. And it wasn't just more fun. Opportunities opened up. Everything is better the more you get into it, right? I mean, that's the same yeah. kind of thing. Like every time you like learn a new sport, it sucks until like suddenly you click in and it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and the challenge is I often try to tell people about like why they should stick with it when math gets hard, right? Or all these kind of things get harder is that there's like the video games you play that are really easy where like immediately you know all the commands and, uh, you know, and there's only a few set of commands and you can kind of get pretty expert at it pretty fast. And, and within the first two hours of playing the game, that game's going to be far more fun than some game with, you know, all these different commands and all these different layers you don't understand where you die every second, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's no fun. But the fact of the matter is the other one's going to start to bore you. And this one has an endless like set of you know, places to go. And so mm -hmm. I always try to convince folks to stay with it even through those while you're learning all of those pieces, because uh, then you're suddenly like a kid in a candy store with so many things um, that you can do uh, and so many places you can go. And I love what I do because we're not just we're discovering new ground all the time. Let's do a thought experiment, and Kevin will be playing your consciousness. So imagine there's two 17-year-olds. One is a varsity basketball player who went to state, and the other went to Johannesburg to work with the United Nations. We'll call them Billy Basketball and Johannesburg Jill. Uh, now, Jill is clearly more remarkable, but why? So stick with me here. Close your eyes, relax, uh, pop on the soothing music, and answer me this. How did Billy get so good at basketball? Hmm. Well, he's probably been playing basketball daily since he was a young kid. And maybe his dad loved basketball and then signed him up and coached him throughout his youth. And then he got to high school, tried out for the team, and practiced after school every day. Until finally he got good enough to make varsity. I wish I would have made varsity when I was in high school. Maybe then I would have had friends. Maybe people would have respected me. Why won't Monish give me the respect that I deserve? All right, so next question. Answer me this one. If you could guess, how did Jill get to work with the United Nations? She probably took a politics class in high school and then volunteered at a local nursing home. And then, uh, yeah, I have no clue. 
when you can't simulate the steps that it took for someone to do something, hands down, it's exponentially more impressive. Billy works hard, right? He went to state, but Bill just isn't Jill, right? Because with Jill, you have no idea how someone her age could do what she did. When I asked parties how she came up with the algorithm that put her on the map, she couldn't really give me a specific step-by-step roadmap that would get me to exactly and precisely come up with my own groundbreaking, field-defining, earth-shattering algorithm in the field of computational genetics. But that's the point. She didn't just get good. She picked a remarkable project, using new, large, heavy-ass computers to seek out examples of humans evolving resistance to ancient diseases. And it was this remarkable direction that made people notice. In 2015, Pardis was in an ATV after a conference, but it wasn't exactly flattering. The majesty of it, I was like, goodness Get gracious. Get those mountains the fuck out of here. Get out of my office. Get out of my office. Get out of my goddamn office. So, yeah. Um, is that an invitation of me? Is that supposed to be uh, me with the students? Oh, no. Yeah. You, were ta- you were talking about how, like, when I kid- love the students. I love the students. I need to be clear. <laughs> I, I, I love them so much that I don't care how they think about me. I want them to leave <laughs> learning something, right? Yeah, I just want to, yeah. I want to be clear about that. I actually That's don't. Fair. That's fair. I like to be honest with them because a lot of times no one's ever dropped truth on them and no. they're doing things that are just ridiculous so, and they think it's good. So anyway, back to that. I just don't want, you to, I don't want, to, I don't want the take-home message to be. Like, Get out of my office. <laughs> so you're like a kind, caring individual who wants to give like real, honest feedback to students. Me and Kevin would just like they would come up with twenty five, like a twenty five sheet CV, and we'd be like, "Get out of my goddamn office! I can't handle this." <laughs> so. Nice. Well, but the and the other thing that people would do is just be like, "That looks great. That looks great," and move on with their yeah. day, recognizing that that student is going down a bad path. That's all I'm saying, right? Uh, yeah. I like them to know. No, uh, no, I, to, I agree with your approach. I think that yeah, you're, someone, somebody either. like Monish and myself would respond really well to that type of thing. Okay. Yeah, like like just for honest feedback, I'll knock on Kevin's door and tell him he's dumb like every 25 minutes. Yeah, just it to keeps really, me in tech. <laughs> keeps him grounded. Yeah, okay. Keeps him grounded. Keeps him real. Keeps him honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so back to the mountains. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I just, I'm not a lover of mountains. But anyway, we were just... The, we were being driven uh, around the area in a, in a convoy um, uh, of, and I hate saying this word because I hate them, but on a convoy of ATVs, which I've never been on before and of course never will since. But it was it was a simple drive. It's just that there was a freak accident and the one I was on, I was a passenger, went over a cliff and I got shot 15. Oh. So I got catapulted off of it immediately um, onto boulders and I shattered um, and sort of landed. It's kind of looking at the the images from the site. I don't know what I did. I must have done a flip, full frontal flip in the air or something, um, and landed, uh, shattered my pelvis and both. Oh my, my gosh! And, so... hit, and hit my head. But I'm 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 surprised I didn't clear like clip off my head. But I um, but I hit it and then uh, landed there. You know, the thing about it is I was I was a passenger and I didn't really want to go. I had just given a big talk and I kind of had wanted to go, you know, back to my, like, go take a nap or catch up with work or something. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and as a passenger, you're actually not, like, your instincts aren't up in the same way because you don't, you, you're not the one driving. And so, to, to be honest, we went off the cliff and it just took me a second to figure out what was happening. And before before I even saw what was happening, um, I was out. Um and so I, I find like when I was um, 
when I was in the hospital, you know, I had to have 20, like something like 25 hours of surgery, uh, over like four consecutive major surgeries. And I had to spend a lot of time in the hospital and I got to learn about some of the other people in the hospital with me, but a lot of them mm-hmm. are, pastors. I mean, in general, you, right. It's a person who has zero control over anything and is also getting information, uh, late. Um, yeah. so in a way, like one of my kind of take homes is don't be a passenger in your life anywhere. You can't, you can be a driver. Don't do things where you're not, you know, being really active in what you're, what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, this is a kind of brutal way to get it. But so I, I don't even know. In fact, people explained if I didn't have some pictures from the accident side, I wouldn't remember any of it. And people explained, or I wouldn't have an image of any of it and people yeah. it happened and I have no recollection. Um, really? so, yeah, I had, a, I suffered a pretty severe concussion. So I, Okay. Don't don't really. I, I don't have a contiguous memory for like four months. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh shit. That's okay. That's like a. Re- Me and Kevin's accidents are like. I, I stubbed my yeah, toe. Yeah. I hit the yeah, frame on then, my door the and other then, day and it hurt really yeah. bad. Yeah, and then we cried about it for like 20 minutes. When he, yeah, held, yeah. he held me. He was like, "It's gonna be okay, Kevin." <laughs> <laughs> I held him in, his, in my arms. <laughs> Artis knows it's hard to pick one thing to dedicate hours and hours and hours to. A few weeks ago, I was struggling with this very question, uh, but she has a technique she uses to get better clarity. But the, basically, it's take a circle for everything uh, in the world that you could be the best in the world at, right? That you have some innate skill. Like, I'm not going to be, you know, the best alpine skier, um, but you know, but I could be the best at this and that. And there's a there there's a few things, and some people have more, and some people have less, right? Have diverse of things that they could be the best in the world at, or at some level where they feel really fulfilled at how well they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you also, um, you know, and then you take a circle of all the things you want to be the best in the world at, right? Like I have a number of skills that I have, but I just don't care about it. Um, and mm-hmm. you look for where that Venn diagram, like what what's the intersection. And yeah. you kind of need both, right? I mean, obviously, if you care about something so, so much, even if you're not, like, you know, innately created for it, that passion will get you further. Um, definitely without passion, then you might as well not bother. It doesn't matter how good you are at something. You just it mm-hmm. won't. So it's definitely yeah. the more important ingredient, but you kind of need both. I have a question. So Pardis is 100% going to listen to this. Um, cause we're in contact with her. If you wanted parties to know one thing, um, I'll, Amanda, you can start off. Um, what would you want her to know? Uh, I don't know. Like, I really like your videos. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the help with statistics. Yeah. And go, go like our page too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you? I, I like, if we could have like a video conference call or if she could come in person to our school, that, that'd be amazing. And la- last question before we wrap this up, uh, how often do you guys worship Party Sabetti? So like on a, on a weekly scale? Oh, 24-7. 24-7. What about you, man? I mean, there's no set schedule, you know? Like <laughs> one day you may be just looking out out of the window and like the clouds just form into the figure of our Lord. <laughs> you know it's it's continuous it's like it's, the sands of time the sands uh, of sabeti 
<laughs> Yo, can we name our podcast oh, the Sands of Sabetti? Yeah. <laughs> and just when you thought it couldn't get more ridiculous, what you're listening to right now is the band Thousand Days. Pardis, she's the lead singer. This episode was co-hosted by Kevin Sanji. A special thanks to Party Sabetti for coming on the show and also letting us use her music. Her band, Thousand Days, is on Spotify. Check it out. Uh, my favorite song is Turkana Boy, and I can't really get it out of my head. Also, special thanks to Sudeb and Amanda from the Church of Party Sabetti for coming on the show. And special thanks to Paka, Kevin's girlfriend, uh, for coming on the show. Feedback is by Jared Sport, Vishal Narajan, Kevin Sanji, and Justine Brum. Sign up for the email list at realtalkstudio.com slash insider. Again, that's realtalkstudio.com slash insider. You've been listening to Real Talk, Decoding Growing Up. My name's Monish, and I'm your main host, signing off. <laughs>